Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. Is there more to right time, right place than you think? I'm Sarah Spencer, and my guest today is a master NLP hypnotherapist and respected astrologer discussing the taboo of astrology in the workplace, obsession versus passion, and the surprising places astrology has been used right up to political arenas. Welcome to the show, Gretchen Heidel. Hi. <laughs> Great to have you here. Thank you for having me today. So what got you involved in astrology and all of this? Well, it's interesting because um, in life, I what I teach people often is that there is sort of three distinct categories of what sort of takes direction as far as vocation goes. Um, and of course, we can work a job. Right. Clock in, clock out, go home. That's pretty easy. Pay the bills. Pay the bills and you just kind of, there's not much investment, right? And then there's a career. And a lot of times with career, you put a lot of time into your career. You might even go to school for your career and you might, you know, try really hard at your career. And it would be sort of hard to leave a career, but you could, you know, it's something that you put a lot of investment in, but you could leave it. And then there's the third thing, which is a mission. And I have met people actually that don't have missions, which is, I often find to be sad. Sad. Yeah. 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 So missions are something that you would do regardless of payment. Oftentimes it's something that I say flows through you, not from you. And it's something that really is just, it's kind of like this force that takes hold And I was very, very fortunate at a young age uh, to do astrology as a mission. I was introduced to astrology at the age of 12 by my mother and grandmother uh, who were influential in it. But it was almost like they just gave me the key to a gate that was already there. And since that point in time, I've been doing astrology literally since then. So how does, you did astrology and then you got into neuro-linguistic programming. How do those weave together and help you in coaching people, business leaders? Who, who do you coach? I coach all different types of people. Um, a large portion of my clientele are actually counselors, psychologists, social workers, doctors. But I, you know stay-at-home moms, uh, PhDs. Uh, I have all kinds of people that come to me. I I like to say I'm Vermont's uh, best-kept secret. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of people, there's such a stigma. We were talking about this um, with astrology because, you know, Nancy Reagan, we heard about after her husband got shot, yeah, she went to an astrologer mm-hmm. and she got ridiculed for that. And then didn't Michelle Obama, we talked about this yes. and made fun of her. And there was this backlash. Yeah, there was a backlash. So what astrology is superb for is actually timing. So I always say that the planets don't cause these things here on Earth, although we use language like that. Yeah. Uh, for instance, the full moon is causing us to be crazy. You know, we hear that sort of language. But really, it's one of those things that um, it's great for for timing. And that's what Nancy Reagan was actually using astrology for. Uh, There was an official White House astrologist. And she, from the the time frame of Ronald Reagan's attempted assassination, um, she uh, timed his outings. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be astrologically auspicious. You know, I really like your definition of astrology. I like that because gardening, you, you don't you don't sow the seeds in January. 
Right. You don't prepare the soil in September. Right. So timing is everything. There is a season for everything. Yes, there's a season. And that's really what we go by are seasons, only we call them seasons of life. And if you really think about the farmer's almanac, that's all based on astronomical stuff. I mean, you know, the farmer's almanac, by the way, is a, a secret. What they act, the actual formula they use, but they have said that it's definitely the sun, the moon, and all different, you know, uh, astronomical aspects that are that are ideal for planting seeds or harvesting. We're speaking with Gretchen Heidel. She's talking about stars in the workplace. She is an astrologer, neurolinguistic master practitioner, and NLP master life coach. Talking to her on Self Talk Radio Show. So, do certain signs have? certain aspects that would be good for business purpose or um, an artist? Are there certain aspects? I mean, you can't generalize too much, but do you see tendencies towards some of the signs? Well, all of our, all of my work is tendencies, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And pattern recognition. Actually, it's a huge uh, gift and blessing to have pattern recognition. And so we know that, um, Yes, we have 12 astrological signs, and they all have sort of predispositions, uh, personality-wise, career-wise, how they love. Um, But when you get into, really get into astrology, when you're looking at a person's birth chart, that's when it really starts to open up and really describes the person's personality fully. Um, So we're not just, you know, saying, you know, it could be even down to what is, you know, your uh, relationship like with your siblings and how do you like to spend your free time? And there's all kinds of tendencies that show up in our astrological birth chart. And it's really quite fascinating. Uh, You may have heard of uh, uh, the greatest psychiatrist or psychologist. I'm not sure which he was in the world, Carl Jung. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he was also the world's greatest astrologer. A lot of people don't realize that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But what he did was he uh, actually did his clients' birth charts in order to have a full, much more full understanding of them, psychologically speaking. In fact, in astrology, there's actually an entire branch dedicated to Jungian astrology. Um, And so it's really quite fascinating. And there's oh so much you can learn about a person that way. Well, now, do you ever use your astrology expertise, you know, kind of, hey, what's your sign? <laughs> and, and, you know, know whether you're going to chill with that person or whether it's going to be, uh, not so much, I'm not going to connect. Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I always say it would, uh, it would almost be like a mechanic not repairing his own car. Mm. Right? Yeah. Or true. her own car. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Right? And so for sure, I would say that if I didn't use my own craft, it would be probably not such a good thing, but I for sure use my own craft and I, uh, I really use it to just guide me throughout life. And it's really interesting. A lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners contact me actually, uh, for hiring. For hiring? Yes. For hiring decisions. No way. Yes, they do. Not only do people contact me for love matches, cause that's another very popular thing. Um, but also entrepreneurs for a career, uh, you know, partnerships, if partnerships. they're thinking of getting into a partnership or even just having office personnel and saying, you know, will this person mesh well with my team? So how do they like when you're trying to do an astrological chart, you have to know the birth time and the birth city that they're mm-hmm. born in. Right. Mm-hmm. So how can you do that? Do they ask those questions? They on do. The, 
sometimes <laughs> they do. I don't know if you're supposed to legally or not. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, that was yeah. what's going but in I've my had, head. I've had people really that will do that, especially if it's a really big, especially like a partnership mm-hmm. where they're really going to see. Because, you know, partnerships are almost like marriages. You know, yeah. a lot of times with our business partner, we spend more time with them than we even do our spouse at home. Absolutely. You know, so... A lot of times they'll do that. That's you interesting. Know? Yeah. So I want to circle back to the neurolinguistic programming. Yes. Now, how does that work in in your work that you do now? Oh, sure. Well, when I first started, I was doing astrology and I would say, okay, you have these tendencies. Here are these patterns. This is what you're about to face. And people would go, okay, what do I do? Mm. And I'd say... I'm not sure, or maybe you should call a therapist or, you know, whoever to further guide you and help you. And what I was noticing is that a lot of times people weren't doing that and they were just coming back to me with the same problem and the same problem. For some people, knowledge is power. Mm. I can say, okay, this is the pattern. This is the tendency. Hey, perhaps, you know, you're going on a diet. Maybe you shouldn't be eating, you know, potato chips or something. Right. And people will say, oh, that that's power. I'm, I'm going to take your advice. Thank you. But there are those other people and we all have that, you know, something in our life that we could probably relate to where we know that that's maybe not healthy behavior. We know that that's probably not the best strategy of how to handle this. But yet we find ourselves in that groove, the energetic groove or the pattern, the psychological pattern of doing that thing. And we can't see our way out of it. And even when people say, hey, don't do that, we still can't find our way out of it. So that's where I incorporate the neurolinguistic programming, the EFT, and also the hypnosis is they're all modalities to help assist people because I I personally grew tired of and frustrated, actually, not being able to help a person to the next step. Mm. And so that's where that comes in, where um, I like to be able to offer that to people because they we already have an established trust mm-hmm. work, you know, working together already. So um, so if they want to take it a step further, that's where that comes in. So do you ever do your own reading and you get impatient with <laughs> with the reading? I would I would do that. I would be like, OK, I, why isn't this happening for me? You know, come on, snap, 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 snap chop, snap. chop universe. Come on. Does that ever happen to you? Um I will say that with age, uh, I actually, I'm starting to see a little bit of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) What's my problem? Just a little, just a teeny bit. (laughs) And one of the things that I'm starting to really honor is that there is timing. And sometimes when it's just not the time, we'll try and try and try. And we literally feel like we're pounding our head against the wall, right? Yes. And it's like, why can't I do this? Why can't I? Well, sometimes we just have to honor that there's timing. But one thing I will see in a chart is that there's always, perhaps it's not the timing that you're looking for. Maybe, um, for instance, someone wants love, but they're caring for an aging relative and they're really busy at work and they have three children and they have all these other things going on. So isn't the timing then in another area of their chart? Hmm. Yeah, true. And, and why are we turning away from kind of what we are supposed to do at that time versus uh, something that you know we're longing for? In other words, when is love going to come in in the middle of you running between you know daycare and the bank and the nursing home? 
you know, most likely not because that's not really the timing. Yeah. The timing is to be present with ourselves in our life, where we're at, um, with what we're doing and be okay with that and maybe get fully ingratiated into it instead of fighting against it. Now, are there certain times of the year where, well, I know, talk about uh, Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Which we are in right now. (laughs) Well, by the time you hear this, we'll be out of it. Oh, we will. Yeah, because this is airing uh, in a theater near you. But yeah, when when Mercury retrograde hits. That's okay. There'll be another one. (laughs) And another one. And another one. So it happens for three weeks, three times a year. And it's really uh, a time frame. And a lot of people... I'm I'm quite pleased actually as an astrologer that Mercury retrograde is becoming like sort of a household thing. Just like oh, it's the full moon. I, I feel so bad for that poor moon. It gets blamed for everything. <laughs> <laughs> now Mercury's taking some blame. Now, now Mercury's taking some blame. <laughs> and so there are times when um, retrograde is actually an optical illusion where the planets appear from Earth. So the ancients, when they looked at the sky, it seemed as if the planet was moving backwards. And in fact, we have learned with the development of telescopes and different things that it's not moving backwards, but it looks that way. In astrology, we call that a retrograde cycle. And so it's a time of review, reevaluate, reassess, reconnect, re, 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 re. Okay. And so it's a time of looking backwards. Now, it only is three weeks, three times a year. People, I'm not kidding you. It's the busiest time of really my year is whenever Mercury's retrograde because I get blown up because people don't like that. <laughs> right, right, right. So, and, and and the other thing I notice, I can't wear a watch because the watch will oh. break. Mm-hmm. Um, anything electronic, I yes. can't touch it. And, you know, I've had 100,000 watt radio stations just suddenly decide not to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, my boss is like, hey, take the next three weeks off. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, electronics, anything mm-hmm. can travel, right? And it's travel and communication. communication. And com- when we think of our modern forms of communication, like you just said, electronics, cell phones, computers, you know, even what you're doing now on the radio. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to blow up. You know, we're 15 minutes in. It's right. good. We're, right. you know, we're, we're good. Right. So, um, and so it's all about that. And it's really a time of assessing, reassessing things. Um, and us Americans love that, you know, sort of fantasy that we're going to be in the left lane on the highway traveling 90 miles an hour. Go, 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 go. You know, we're all about the grind in America, right? We call it the grind, you know, mm-hmm. that we just are always. And that is not life. There's times that you have to pull over to the rest stop and maybe get some water, maybe use the facilities and, you know, just regroup for a minute. That's Mercury Retrograde. That's a good way of looking at it, too. It's just you're just regrouping. And so when you're thinking about past, this is a time, I will just say, when exes tend to come back. This is a time when we run into people at the grocery store that we haven't seen in forever. This is a time, if you are an entrepreneur and a business owner, that it's ideal to go ahead and go back through your database and shake it out and say, well, who haven't I contacted recently? Okay, we're always wanting to get new business and new, but sometimes we have lots of business sitting in front of us that we're not accessing because we forget. 
We're speaking with Gretchen Heidel. She is an astrologer, also a neuro-linguistic master practitioner, an NLP master life coach. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about obsession versus passion and also like to look at some of the outcomes of 2018 for some of the astrological signs. I think that would be fun. When we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. Can't sleep? Try this. Sleep Meditation offers soothing meditations to help you sleep like a baby and awaken what's inside. All you have to do is choose the meditation you want to listen to from our library at sleepmeditation.org. Click play and enjoy. If you want to keep the recording, purchase the downloads you want. Plus, Sleep Meditation offers specials on motivational pieces that help you start positive change, stop bad habits, or sleep like a baby. Sleepmeditation.org. Welcome back to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My guest, Gretchen Heidel, is going to be talking about her experience with astrology, neurolinguistic programming, and also talking about obsession versus passion and what we can expect in 2018 for some of our signs. Thanks for being back on the show, Gretchen. Hello. So, what happens if you have more than one passion? Well, that's a great subject because I fall into that category and I'm pretty sure you do too. Yeah, I got a couple, got a couple things. Just a on. little couple, couple Just a things. couple. Yeah, so we're multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Okay, a lot of us have, some of us have no mission at all. And then some of us have, what happens if you have more than one? And oh my goodness, talk about being a professional juggler. Then you have to kind of pick and choose what one and oh my goodness we have so many problems sometimes of getting diverted yeah down the wrong road or we think it's a mission and it it turns out it's not really a mission and so where do you put your energy because energy flows where attention goes and so a lot of multi-passionate people uh it's like squirrel you know and then you kind of go down the wrong way um, and so we have to pick and choose really what makes our heart sing. And sometimes it's just, you know, something that ends up being just a hobby or something that um, that we really can't or shouldn't spend too much time on because it takes it away from our main mission. But, you know, it's interesting. I get a cough here. Hold on. This is how interesting it is. <laughs> <coughs> What's interesting is it's almost like asking someone to choose if they have five kids. Right. Which kid are you going to choose? And I can't do that. Right. You know, so how do you advise somebody who feels that passionately about all of their endeavors right. as a multi-potentialiter, you know, multi-passion person? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I do is I look at, especially when you're a, an entrepreneur, okay, when you're really looking at from it, you know, and a really easy way is to look at your bottom line. Um, And then it starts to say what, you know, what is really bringing in the numbers here, especially if you're relying on that for, you know, those little things like paying the electric bill. Um, That's a great way to sort of ferret it out. And it's not to say you can't do that other thing, but you have to then start shrinking down the time that you, because the one thing that is finite source is time. Time. So uh, if it's not something that um, is really making you a lot of money at that point, then it is something that you could put aside or just start giving only one or two hours a week to it. This has been something that has been central in what I've been thinking about in my, my personal life is when do you know that you're passionate about something and then when do you know that it's becoming an obsession and it's, you know, it's, it's not healthy for you? 
Have you worked with some of that mm-hmm. energy before? Sure. Just help me with, with working through that. So circling back to what is what is actually a mission? You mm. know, a lot of people want to have a mission. And in America, we are taught that, you know, for instance, in a country like Japan, you know, work is work. There's no expectation that it necessarily is going to be a wonderful experience. It's work because, you know, that's what they're expected to do. In America, you have to love what you do. If you're not loving what you do, well, geez, you're not you're not do you're not following your passion and your dream. And and really, the American dream was built on that, right? It's called the American dream. So, what is a mission? A mission is something that tends to show up in life really early. I've even seen it as young as four, five, six years old in people, and it's something that we find ourselves doing. And I always say a really good way of knowing that you have a, you're stumbling upon a mission. It's something that you do that makes you lose time. Mm. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you think of a painter, you know, who started painting early in the day and all of a sudden it's nighttime or a composer who's composing music or, hey, it could even be, you know, building your database. I, you know, I can't tell you what your mission's going to be, but I will say that's often a symptom that you have a mission there. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. You lost sense of time. It's an inclination really, really early in life, oftentimes. Um, It's just something that you love to do. We don't have to make every mission a vocation either. Um, It could be that your mission in life is to raise beautiful children. And that's really what you love doing. And it's okay. You know, in America, we always want to make money at the thing that we, Mm. you know, that we love. But it doesn't have to be that. Um, and the other thing is, is that we will spend lots and lots and lots of time doing it. Okay. So that's where we're starting to border on. I always say missions are a little obsessive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I talk about the age of 12, uh, starting my astrology, the, my love of astrology. I was obsessed. I read books. I mean, you should see the stacks, you know, it would often be on the weekends. I'd be on the floor and there would just be stacks and stacks and stacks of books. Astrology um, is a very vast subject, so it requires lots and lots of reading. And mathematical ability, too. And honestly, memorization. Mm. Oh, boy. So I, like, crammed it into my brain as much as I possibly could, and I still do that. Even when I'm home from work, I'll find myself, like, going, oh, I wonder about this or I wonder about that, and I'll start researching and looking up things. And it's, I belong to an astrological club. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So all I always say, one of the ways to know that you have an obsession there, passion and obsession hold hands sometimes. Mm-hmm. Really, they do. Yeah. Then we're looking at balance. Okay. If I'm doing that and I'm not really eating, drinking, going out with friends, you know, taking care of basic health and hygiene. and <laughs> Right. Right. You know, you're, you got an obsession. Then, then you got an obsession. So yeah. when did you make the shift I, have you taken a lot of um, flack for being an astrologer? It's interesting because um, when I was younger, I, uh, how do I say this? I felt sort of insecure about saying it to people and I always downplayed it. That was my thing. Um, I would say, oh, this hobby, this little thing, you know, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, I do this thing, but, you know, and I would downplay it. And when I downplayed it, People also receive, I always say energy sort of attracts energy. 
And people also, it's sort of like saying, well, I'm not very good or talented at something. Well, people are then going to perceive that, right. you know, as being like true, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's one of those things that as I became more confident, I always feel that when we become more competent, we feel more confident. So as I, you know, kind of grew into this and really kind of claimed it, I just talk as if everybody's on the same page. <laughs> as well. Now, and, have you yeah. have you come across people who say, well, this is against my religion. This is against my belief system. Um, it's rare these days because uh, statistically more Americans actually believe in ghosts than they believe in God. Hmm. And more Americans than ever in history identify as spiritual but not religious. Wow. It's really an interesting thing. And the fastest growing population uh, in America right now that are embracing spiritual counselors and astrologers and psychic mediums and people like me are millennials. In fact, they're they're using, you know, I think it's in history that we've used spiritual advisors Okay, uh, to help us, great leaders have used spiritual advisors. We got away from that. I'm actually so happy that we're getting back to that, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Well, even any, you know, any spiritual advisor, yeah. if it's your religion, it's your belief system. I'm, I'm very sensitive to belief systems mm-hmm. on the show. And I feel whatever brings you happiness and brings you wisdom and brings you kindness into your world, go for it. You know, and, right. and that's that's been my personal mantra and and why I brought self-talk to life because I love to learn about things that I might not necessarily know bunches about. Mm -hmm. So, and I love your explanation of astrology of it's a study of the seasons, seasons of your life. And since we've been on this planet, we've been looking up. Yeah. So I have to say I'm lucky in the fact that I do astrology where I think tarot readers and different other people kind of, get more flack I can just say the three wise men found Jesus through the navigation of stars true they looked at the north star to find find Jesus right Very true and so whenever I say that people go oh yeah mm-hmm. you know it's not written anywhere I I actually went on it's pretty cool I don't know if you know this but you can go online and do a search of bibles Really? Yeah, there's and I don't remember the name of the website but you can actually it's a database and you can search words that are in present in various forms of the Bible. And there's no word, there's no astrology word in the Bible. I searched psychic. I searched all these different words and none of them actually use those, that worded, wordage, verbiage. (laughs) Well, we'll put a, when you find the link, we'll put it up on the website so that people can check it on self-talk. So, you know. But if people don't, you know, I I always honor everybody's beliefs Mm. regardless. So I'm not trying to change you know people's beliefs no it just is what it is but no. but it is an interesting I, I also like to intellectually think about these things <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. so are there any aspects for 2018 for the 12 zodiac signs that we can ponder well, I um I don't have something I have something that's more of a collective yeah thing that that's we're, perfect that we're about to go through um and that's going to be you know, on May 15th uh, the planet of, now we're going to say Uranus because that's actually the proper way to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm if, holding my jokes. In I'm holding... fact, if you try to type it into your dictionary using any other, uh, uh, you know, speak it into your dictation, you know, uh-huh. 
it's not going to accept it. Okay. It says Uranus or, you know, any of these other variations. It's kind of funny. So I in in uh, the summertime, I teach a little summer school for children uh, who are interested in astrology. And mm-hmm. we I always say, we're going to talk about Uranus now. And everybody, we, I always pause because it's they all giggle and they get really enthusiastic <laughs> about the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yes. I'm, you know, I'm on their level. Yes, I, I snickered. I every, can't All the adults do too. Yes, yes. We're all, we're all so children what's, at heart. What's so special about Uranus on May 15th? Yes, it's going to be moving into the astrological sign of Taurus. Oh. Now, for almost the last 10-ish years or so, it's been in the astrological sign of Aries. And so when we're talking about these like outer planets, we're talking about long periods of time. Um, And so this is going to be a new phase and it's definitely going to be an interesting one where that planet tends to be kind of erratic. And Taurus is, is really our finances and what we hold dear as far as like, um, monetary and you know like the stuff the real life stuff that we own like cars and houses and boats and you know all that fun things um and so if you get the planet that's a little erratic in the area that's you know our financial sort of stability if you will this could be interesting a little rodeo going on in our finances yeah this could be interesting so i always say don't get too high in the highs and too low in the lows Interesting. You know, because it's good to just save for a rainy day. If you have a sudden, you know, wealth, that's awesome. But in the same time frame, it could also go down. And what's happening in our political sort of arena, I, I think the writing's on the wall of of changes and shifts anyway. Mm-hmm. And just to give you an idea of how powerful this energy is, if you think about Uranus, it's it's unexpected events, it's shakeups, it's literally tremors in the physical human body can be spasms and all different types of things like that. Well, when it shifted into the astrological sign of Aries, the day it did that was the day of the tsunami in Japan. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. and there was an earthquake. And I actually did predict that on my blog. And I said there is probably going to be some large scale seismic earthquake, volcanic eruption, something is going to be happening because of the shakeup Um, that we experience with this planet. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen this time around, but I'm just talking about how powerful and influential of an energy that can be. Oh, wow. So watch your wallet, May 15th. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to watch our wallet and... And I well, I, you know, that yeah. could be my wallet any day of the week. I mean, my <laughs> wallet is, you know, that's just some place that, uh, you know, Uranus has been in my wallet way <laughs> too long. So, uh, yeah, definitely. So how does somebody work with you? You know, how do they find you and, and how do you work with them? Do you work on Skype or one on one face to face? Well, it's really fun because of technology. I do telephone, I can do video chat, and of course, in person here in Vermont. But I also have uh, a lot of clients nationally and so far in five different countries. Fantastic. Yeah, I say if you can speak English, you can have a session with me. (laughs) Fantastic. Now, how do we find you? I am really all over the place. I have GretchenHeidel.com. I have a Facebook page, a LinkedIn, Instagram, Google+, uh, all the different Twitter Um, So you can pretty much find me and I do these great one minute videos so that you can astrologically and spiritually sort of just touch in. It's a one minute video 
to guide your day. And so you can check my astrology updates by Gretchen Heidel Facebook page, especially it's on there. They're on there every day. I see you on LinkedIn. I'm at like 420 videos so far. Look at you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Seven days a week. (laughs) (laughs) Gretchen Heidel has been my guest on Self Talk Radio Show. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Sarah. I'm Sarah Spencer with Self Talk Radio Show. If you'd like to see our guest offerings, find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon Alexa. You can join us for the conversation on Facebook and see our guest offerings on selftalkradioshow.com. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова